Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. You can be seated if you like to for just a moment. The kingdom of this world, the culture of the age, is ablaze with the fires of hell, taunting, tempting, terrorizing the modern church world and would-be powerful people of God. Those who have divine potential in their immediate proximity. Those who would be victors, hell pressing in. The world around us burning with what we could call spiritual apathy and anxiety and a literal hatred for the things of God and things that are good. But there's an awakening among God's people. And we've seen it here the last few nights and we can sense it in the airwaves. God providing a counterculture for the world in which we live and weaponry to defeat the gates of hell in the most troublesome times of humanity. Weaponry born in the house of God. The most powerful things about what has happened here over the last few nights uh, in our lives is not necessarily what has happened in the services, but rather what will be realized in the hours and the days and the weeks and the months that come hereafter as we continue to pursue the presence of God, as we continue to pursue the will of God in our life. He has given us the land. He has given us what lies before us. He has granted us favor. Now may God give us the guts to be bold enough to claim it. May God give us the audacity to walk into it and tell hell you can't have it any longer. It belongs to God and God's people. I hope tonight that God will baptize us with convincible, invincible faith. And help us to remember that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That I can do all things through his power and his presence. And that the works of God I've seen over the last few nights, they can be a part of my life. They can be a part of my Christian experience. And I can be a formidable adversary to the powers of darkness. God help us to get a made up mind. God help us to get a determined spirit that we're going to make it no matter what. It's time to stop laying back. This world has pushed the last couple of years. And I've watched churches that used to be on fire dull to a bare burning ember. But not so over the last few nights and not so over the last several years. Not in this house. No, you need to tell hell I ain't giving up. I just woke up. The fire of God, the power of the presence of God. Let me turn to your attention to a scripture just for a moment. The book of Daniel, chapter 3. And I, I want to look at Daniel chapter 3, verse 12, and just read a few pieces of this uh, great account. Verse 12 opens with Daniel 3. There were certain... Jews, 
that had been set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, accordingly, had not regarded the present law, which the law at that moment or the decree was that at certain times of the day or certain seasons when the music would be played, everyone was to bow to the image and the idol of the great king, and these three young fellers would not do it. So we pick up in the text here with these men of whom verse 12 said, they are certain Jews. One thing you'll notice as you study the Word of God, at any time in English when the word certain is placed next to an individual or a circumstance or a situation, it is to draw your attention to the fact that God has reserved that situation or individual through which to reveal His glory. So we find they're not just Jews, they're certain ones. Now they're about to walk into hell. But God said, I have picked them out to walk there. And you'll find through several occasions through Scripture, for example, where uh, the story of a woman with a, a blood disease, the Bible didn't just call her a woman with a blood disease, it says a certain woman with a blood disease. Or the time when Jesus said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side, it didn't just say, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. He, the Bible says it came to pass on a certain day that Jesus said, let's get into the boat and go to the other side. Plenty of points throughout biblical history that God picked them out, and this is one of those moments that God had reserved. These three men refused to bow to the image, and so the account continues that when they refused to bow, they were turned in. Well, the king became so enraged they were brought before council and king. By the time you move to verse number 15, uh, they were rehearsing the instructions. Gentlemen, basically the court case was something like this. Wasn't it so that when the music played, you were supposed to bow? Yes, that is correct. And you didn't bow. That is correct, Your Honor. We did not bow. Verse number uh, 16, they stood and said in the face of the king, we are not going to be casual or careful or politically correct about our answer, sir. Verse 17, if it is so, the God that we serve will deliver us from the punishment, which is the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us one way or the other out of your hand. If he does not deliver us, let it be known today that we will not serve these gods, that we will not bow to a golden image that you have set before us. Verse 19, the king, full of fury. As a matter of fact, the scripture said his, his face showed that he was enraged. Said, I want you, he said, we had promised to burn people who would not obey, I want you to crank the furnace up seven times hotter than normal occasions. Now, I have a theory. If he would have said six times hotter, it would have killed him. But seven's God's number. So don't try messing with what belongs to God and killing it because it doesn't kill us. It makes us better. Seven times hotter. His ego had eaten him up. 
cranked the fire up, and he called for his greatest champions to throw these boys in the fire. So the account reads, continuing, that when these great men threw them in, the fire was so hot, it killed the men that were throwing these boys in. As the story continues, the boys are in the furnace, and the king, looking from some distance off, recognizing they're not being consumed. Then he recognizes, but wait a minute, and he turns to what the Bible says, his counselors and those that are with him and said, uh, is it, didn't we just throw three guys in there? Yes, sir, you did. Could you help me understand how we're suddenly seeing four? And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. It looks like some sort of divine manifestation. So the Lord's beginning to show up. He's declaring an age. He's declaring what he would do, not only at that point, but at all points where his children are contended with. These men, verse uh, 21, these men bound with the coats and clothes and their hat, their garments, hands tied together, thrown into the furnace because of the commandment. Moving down, verse 25, I see four men and they're loose, and they're not running for the door of the chamber, but they're walking around in the fire. Another statement for the age. God's saying, I'm not going to show my church the escape hatch. I'm going to show this world that we got some folks who can walk through hell's fire to the deepest depth, and I will use them, and I will display my people. Fire, oftentimes in Scripture, is when referred to as a destructive element, it is tied to the identity of Satan's domain. Fire, it crumbles, it chokes, it destroys seemingly the plan and the power of God and sucks the life out of the believer. Psalm 79 speaks of jealousy that burns like fire. Isaiah 33 speaks of fear that devours like fire or even a story in the new testament where a young man was possessed with demons and the bible says the demons would throw him into the fire trying to choke trying to destroy these are obvious example that hell has a use for fiery destruction and the fires of destruction in your life while we are a generation that has been burnt over by seemingly the fires of hell and they're raging in the land all around us in our schools and at home and in the community, I just want to say this, hell had no fury like a Holy Ghost-filled child of God. And what hell has done or what heaven has done in me, hell cannot take away. I'm asking the church to rise up tonight and to be bold and to be ferocious at the gates of hell. If there ever were a time for spiritual warfare, that time would be now. We cannot cower back and be lily-livered while even folk in the religious world trying to be all cautious about everything. It's time for us to kick the doors wide open and say, I am a blood-bought, heaven-sought, Holy Ghost-filled 
child of the most high God and what God has done in me is staying in me and I'm going to be a worshiper and I'm going to be victorious and I am going to allow heaven to do whatever it wants to in me. Somebody ought to clap your hands one more time. Run over by the powers of hell, our generation. And over the last few years, hell has exercised itself 20 foot too far. But Jesus has showed over the last few nights, he's ready. He's ready. He has called up the elite. He has called up his anointed ones. Joe, when he had a vision about the end time, he said, I saw a people and a wall of fire, and nothing could stop them. Who was he talking about? He was talking about the blood-bought church of the Most High God. It's time when we pray, we ain't just praying anymore. When we pray, we're not going to be casual about it, but when we have an opportunity to call upon God, we're going to pray to the paint fall off the wall and the gates of hell rattle. Are you hearing me? When we worship, I understand we have a format. We have a program in our weekly service. But what I got goes farther than a format and a program. And when it's time to worship, I heard the Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I heard the Lord say, these are weapons in my hand. You are my battle axe. You are my warrior. It's time for us to not only claim the victory, but walk in the victory. And understand we've got power to have victory. And we ought to be able to walk in blessing and not make a big deal of it, but go and do the will of God. We, I, I tell people all the time in studies and leadership training, you either let the day happen to you or you happen to the day. And I want to say it the same thing about the generation we live in. We're going to let all hell come in and run our house or we're going to walk up to hell and say, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve God and I'm not going to back down. One great thing about this particular account in Daniel 3, these are young men that end up in the fire. This is God's way of saying experience has no bearing on circumstance or accessibility if you will just allow yourself. The other thing we learn is that Christianity is not about escapism, but it is rather about God's opportunity to show you off and say, watch what I can do. That's what made Job say, though he slave me, yet will I trust in him. That's what Daniel sat through the lion's den all night and woke up the next morning and said, I still ain't nothing to eat. And I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far and I've got too far to go. But hell's not going to have mastery over me. I wish I could get somebody to just say it. I'm a fire walker. I'm coming through this thing. I'm coming in to this generation. I'm going to walk into neighborhoods. I'm going to walk down alleyways. Say it. I got it. I got it inside of me. And people don't have to be uh, overwhelming to me. I'm an introvert. When we go into towns or if we have uh, uh, crusades or special meetings, we take our teams as student ministries and we'll walk down the streets of the little town and we'll have a prayer meeting. And uh, so I took a student one time. I said, come on, we're fitting to pray. We were fixing to have a, a conference. 
And uh, we're getting ready to pray because we were going to reach into that community. So we're going to pray, and we're walking down the sidewalk there, and there was a, a few great bookstores and a little great coffee shop and whatever. And then there was this store. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was weird. And I remember walking by, and I thought, oh, that feels weird. And then I happened to catch the eye of somebody, and uh, they came out from behind the counter, and they just gave me this stone-cold look. Looked at me like, who's he? And I looked at them like, who are you? And I said, the blood of Jesus. I take dominion over every spirit. I'm walking it out. I'm walking in the blessing of Abraham. We're praying going down the street. Well, uh, they were getting ready for the crusade that afternoon. And as they're preparing for the crusade, wouldn't you know a storm blew up that rained so hard, so fast, it washed the streets and people couldn't get to the meeting house. Surprise, surprise. And uh, so then we're calling because the preachers were coming in regionally. So all the preachers got together and had a meeting. Technically, and of course, in the, in the background of things, as the administration is going on, one of them rose up and said, we need to call this meeting, brethren, because it's not safe for people to be coming. And there's an old prophet there, and he was standing in the circle. And he said, and, and it's pouring rain. It was raining so hard they had a drop ceiling in the conference center, and there were leaks in the roof. It was raining so hard the drop ceiling was falling onto the conference center floor. That's not cool. And so, and I'm like, yeah, call it, because I don't feel safe at this point either. And I'm all about self-preservation, right? You know, like, so, uh, I, but I'm thinking. And, and so they're like, yeah, we need to go ahead and make the call. And the old prophet, he said, well, oh, before you make the first call, let me ask you who called this meeting. Did you call it? And he starts pointing around the circle. Did you call it? No, sir. He said, God called it. And if God called this meeting, we better let God cancel it if it needs to be canceled. Well, then all of a sudden the electricity went out, and that's always perfect. Because that, that really makes for great production and operations. The electricity went out, and I thought, mm. so I told a student with me, as I felt the power of God, I said, get your little note thing out and get ready to take notes, because it's getting ready to get really wild. And so we waited a little while, and we went back in a corner. We just started praying, and here come the prophet. And he said, you know what? If we were really who we say we are, we ought to lead in worship. You could not see a soul in this building. But you could hear the thunder and the rain, and you could hear the rumbling, but you couldn't really see who's what. And uh, he decides to get up on the platform, and he just starts testifying. No audio, no sound talking about the goodness of God and the powers of hell are overthrown. And the electricity came on. And when electricity came on, there was a lot more people in there than we thought had made it into the building. And suddenly worship erupted. Well, that morning I was ministering at this massive church, had about 12 people in it. And I'm at the church. They got 12 people in it. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me that morning, 
He said, you turn around and you tell that preacher he has not labored in this area that has been laden with witchcraft and covens and operations for decades, that he has not labored in vain. And you tell him what I'm going to do for him is I'm going to restore his family, not his immediate family only, but his kinfolk, his brothers, his cousins. And I turned around and told him that. Well, 12 people are looking at me like, you can tell this guy's from the other side of the river. Bless his heart. Thus saith the Lord. And then we went and had the prayer meeting that day with the crazy people at that store. And then the storm took over. The lights come on. And when the lights come on, there's that preacher. And the power of God starts flowing through what's left of this arena, this area, this convention center. The power of God starts moving. And suddenly, one gentleman gets up from his wheelchair and he starts running around. I happen to look over on the side and I declare, there's that pastor this morning. And he's surrounded by about 20 or 30 people. And they're just going crazy and they're all over the place. And you go over there and realize the Lord is touching them. The power of God is taking over. I walked over and said, brother. He said, that's my sister. She just prayed through. That's my nephew. He just prayed through. That's my cousin. He just prayed through. And those folk that I saw walking down the street... They showed up that night. They ended up coming to the local church. Turned out they were Wiccans. They were opposing the power of God. They knew about the meeting, but they didn't expect we were going to walk right by. And they later said, whatever those men had, when they walked by the front of our building, we knew we were in trouble. And here I was just trying to pray and find a good cup of coffee. But they felt... The terror of heaven and the love of God that so overwhelmed what they were used to. I would to God tonight that every opposing faction in the spirit world would hear the sound. Something is coming out of this house tonight. Something is coming out of this house tonight. And I'm not going to allow my trial. And I'm not going to allow fear. And I'm not going to allow anxiety to overwhelm me any longer. I'm getting up and I'm owning this day. I'm a fire walker. I have to help me. Let me introduce to you. Let's do a little science for just a moment, shall we? The law of thermal effusivity. Take that home and read about it the rest of the night. The law of thermal effusivity in basic terms simply explains how things can go through a fire and not be consumed. It's how in some of the countries where you've seen uh, in various acts of worship or acts of, of sporting that the people will walk on coals of fire and it will not consume them. What is in operation there is called the law of thermal effusivity which simply says if the heat inside the vessel is hotter than the heat on the outside of the vessel it will not consume it. 
Now, let me introduce you to why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of that furnace and did not even smell like hell was having anything to do. I'll tell you why. Because what was going on inside of them was hotter than what was going on around them. This church ain't going nowhere but up. And I ain't having nothing but victory. And my worship is not beholden to the golden calf of a generation who has promised to go straight to hell without the grace of God. But I am a Holy Ghost filled worshiper. I am a prayer warrior. I wish I saw some young people last night right on the edge of something great. But I could feel intimidation. But God told me to tell you tonight you are you are you are a fire walker I wish I could get somebody shout to God just a moment Somebody ought to get a little bit of what she's got and just step out of your seat for a moment and say, I'm going through. I'm going through. I'll pay the price, whatever others do. (laughs) That's what we got to get going. Is something harder going on on the inside? Then what's going on on the outside? Because this world, hell, hath enlarged itself. And it's taught in the church. It's time we rise up and say, you on the wrong block. And you just messed with the wrong folk. Somebody shout, my worship. My prayer. My serving. My giving. That's my fire. When you see this world going crazy, don't sit back and be crazy because everybody else is acting crazy. Be the worshiper that God needs you to be. David said, I've hid your word in my heart. Another place, Jeremiah said, I found the word of God like fire shut up in my bones. It will answer a generation, and I will not be overwhelmed. I heard Paul say, do not be overwhelmed by evil, but overwhelm evil with good. That's a biblical operation of the law of thermal effusivity. Don't let this world take over. You come in and take over. Just practice it right now. Profess it. Open up your mouth. There's so much God in this house. We could be raptured in the next two seconds. There's so much Holy Ghost in here right now. We all ought to start glowing. Open your mouth and you just profess it into the atmosphere. I am going to be victorious. I am going to be healed. I am going to be filled. I am going to be the worshiper. I'm going to be the anointed one. Say it, young men. Say it, young ladies. God's going to use me. God's going to anoint me.
Say it, Mama. My kids are coming home. Say it, Daddy. My family's going to serve God. Our worship. The world needs to experience our worship. When they walk in this house, they ought to feel the love of God like we do, and they ought to see something that will light the world up. Worship. Interaction with God without fear and without favor. One time while in India, I was there. I was in trouble. Can you imagine? In the pulpit preaching in trouble. Can you imagine? They slipped me a little note. You better leave the pulpit now. You're fixing to start a riot. I'm used to altar calls. You better leave the pulpit now. There are threats on your life while you're standing here. Here's my wife sitting on the platform. And they said, we're going to let the ladies on the platform, but just remember your place. Let the women keep silent. But let her on the platform. When she saw them bring me the note, the Holy Ghost told her, trouble's coming. She leaned over in her chair, and knowing it could have caused anything. And my wife's not a preacher, but she's a good teacher, and she's a wonderful worshiper. And uh, she leaned over in her chair there on the platform in front of all these people, and she started travailing in the Holy Ghost, and she started praying and said, Oh, God, don't let your heritage be given over to the gates of the enemy. But God convinced these people, and she started praying in the Spirit, and people started looking like, What in the world is going on? And suddenly, you could feel God backing her up, so I left the pulpit because I thought, Well, she's got it from here. I'm just going to get up and get out of the way. And the power God overtook that house. And so people started running up, wanting to lay their hands, her to lay her hands on them because they said something holy is happening through that lady. And whatever it is, we want part of it. And there went the power of God. And she said, I decided if we're going to die there, we're going to die praying. You preach dying, I'll pray dying. And a wonderful victory was wrought through that particular circumstance. Simply because somebody decided, well, I got, I'm going to trust in it. I may not always feel it, but I'm calling on it right now. I'm going to trust in what the Lord has imparted. He's going to mightily use me. He's going to use me to change my generation. I don't care if the bank account is low. I don't care if the job has gone sideways. I don't care if it's a health report. I don't care if it's lost children. You are a firewalker. And what you've got going on inside of you is harder than any hell that will ever come against you. So get up and start walking through it. So get up and start thanking God for it. Get up and start claiming, let's walk into these areas and let's let the Lord use us. He's in control. Seven times harder, nothing. You're just trying to make the fire look scary. You're just trying to make it look intimidating. You should have left at six, King. You probably could have killed us, but now you don't miss with seven. God's number, which simply means perfection. So he's going to use this fire to make me better. So I'm going to keep on walking in it. And, and then he said, now, gentlemen, I know in your generation, and isn't it true of the world we live in? Can I stop there for just a moment? I have four minutes left. 
of the world that we live in, we, we have been so trained socially and emotionally to look for the easiest route, the point of less resistance, the point of ease and convenience, until we wonder at the same time, why isn't the power of God like it was in those days? Why isn't God doing? And there's a direct correlation between the casual, passive interaction with God and why it's not happening. You could see these three boys, man, if it would have been a different generation, they'd be in there like, all right, looks like we're okay. So let's hurry up and find the exit. Let's get out. That way we can make it look like we had a spiritual experience, but then still sneak out. And Jesus said, gentlemen, let me show you something. We ain't about trying to break out of this joint. We're about to take over this joint. So the fire was hard enough to break the bands. He walked around with them a little bit so as to parade them and say, King, you thought you were going to kill us? You just woke up the greatest generation there ever was. You thought you were going to overwhelm us this week? You have just unleashed a generation in this region that is going to turn this world upside down. (laughs) Oh! Let me read you a couple of scriptures, can I? Thank you. Isaiah 43. But now, says the Lord, the one that created you, Jacob, that formed you, O Israel, do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You belong to me. So when you pass through the waters, they will not overthrow you. And the rivers will not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. As a matter of fact, a flame will not be able to touch you. Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One, your Savior. Let me quote you another one real quick. Psalm 66. Lord, you have caused men to ride over our heads. But we went through the fire and we went through the water and you brought us out into a wealthy place and you delivered us. This world will throw some crazy stuff at the church but God said I'm going to stand with my church right now more than I have ever stood with her. You're going to watch me stand in these ministry opportunities. You're going to watch me stand. Young people be bold about the presence of God. Be bold about witnessing. Be bold about praying and do not be intimidated. The fire fire of God is in you and the fire of this world cannot put you down be ferocious when it comes to worship opportunities we don't want to have to crank you up we want you to be bold for the courts of God somebody say I'm a fire walker I've got that in me my God is a consuming fire and greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world somebody shout I have got that I've got that a hold of me right now I've got that burning in me right now I'm going to let God, I'm going to let God give me the victory. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. With your hands lifted. Satanic opposition on every level. Why? Because of this. Because of what God is doing. 
and the spirit of this world and the spirits that have influenced our thinking and our interacting and our understanding are trying everything they could do to ratchet down the power, the presence of God in your life. Last night, what a wonderful demonstration of the presence of God. And tonight, we're going to walk into another level of not just the presence of God, but of Him using me. Say that with me. Of Him using me. It's time for you to be bold about the gift of God. It's time for you and I to be bold about the presence of God. If, and, and I trust God. If He can use a donkey, He can use me. If He can use a chicken, He can use me. If He can use the jawbone, He can use me. He can do it. I'm just a willing vessel. That's all the credential he needs, and I have. That's it. But now, over the next few moments as we begin to pray, the Spirit of the Lord, as it fills this house and where you're praying, God is going to invite you into next level. God is inviting you into arenas where the powers of hell can no longer intimidate. And I want you to be bold. And I want you to be ferocious for Him. And I want you to believe God to use you, whether in the gifts of the Spirit or the operation of His kingdom. I want you to lay hold of it tonight and say, I'm not letting go of this tonight. I'm going to be gifted. Let me tell you something, Pastor, and if it's all right, I believe tonight under the direction of God, our young people could prophesy tonight. That made some of y'all nervous. Uh, Listen, this ain't something that happened back in the 30s. That's something that God wants to do right now. Honey, I believe it. I believe over the next few moments, we ain't just going to be praying. But these young folks that were pressing in last night, Walk over the edge. You were standing on some of it last night. Walk over it. Walk through this house and lay your hands on somebody and pray for them till the fire from heaven falls because there's somebodies that are going to be delivered tonight by the laying on of hands of this generation. Not just the young folk, but folks who have been timid. It's time for you to move out of your timid little corner and say, I just got this. I'm operating in God right now. I'm going to let him use me. With our hands lifted and surrender to him. God, this is your people. These are the fire walkers. These are the ones that have come through the last couple of years. These are the ones of whom many said statistically, while churches are closing down, that there probably wouldn't be anything left to work with here on the north side, that probably things would continue to digress. But we, through the power of God, you've proven otherwise, Lord. There's a revival that has broken out here over the last few years, and now you're giving us dominion. Now you're giving us power. So, Lord, tonight, by the gift. Lord, tonight by your grace, let us walk in it tonight. Let us see it. Let our faith see it that what I've been praying for I'm getting ready to go after. Lord, I rebuke timidity. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke the the spirit of this world that would try to push back upon me. I'm standing up right now, God. I'm pressing my way in right now, God. That's all right. That's all right. Open your mouth. And I want you to begin to pray right now. We're firewalkers, and God's getting ready to empower us to walk into things that we'd only dreamed of, or maybe that had been prophesied. I'm walking into it right now. That's all right. Come on ahead. Come on ahead. Get somewhere. 
and say, all right, I'm walking into this now. And I'm not going to be bold. If you're going to come up here and pray, I want you to pray differently than you've ever prayed. If you're going to step out of your seat, don't just step out of your seat because everybody else is. Move out of your arena and make a declaration. I am a firewalk. I'm going to walk into arenas that I never thought I'd walk in God. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.